0: Okay, so we're in the final week of this series, Disciple, in which we have talked about being a disciple. If you come to church on Sunday mornings, you've heard that it goes somewhat along with the All In series, uh, and it's about being more like Jesus. It's about following him. One of the things that you hear the most in the church is be a disciple, or how can you be a disciple? You should be more of a disciple. You should do this. You should do that. And so we use the word so much that we hardly ever stop to explain it and so that's what this series is about and so we started with prayer because everything starts with prayer becoming a christian starts with prayer uh growing in your life growing in your faith growing your relationship with christ t- starts with prayer uh doing better on your schooling starts with studying but also prayer uh and, and so all of these things prayer is at the center and the more you pray the closer you'll feel to Jesus. The more you pray, the more you'll feel like, okay, I, I, I at least have somewhere to go. This does not mean that you're gonna be happy all the time. It doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect. It doesn't mean you're never gonna mess up. It doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean that your life is going to suddenly, everything, you're gonna get straight A's and win all of the band competitions or the soccer games, matches, sorry, or you're going to do whatever. It means that you will have uh, this relationship with Jesus that helps you to have this foundation with everything that you face. Um, and and from there, we talked about being a witness. and. Uh, To me, being a witness is embodied by the St. Francis of Assisi quote. and, And if you were here today, Julie also used it. And it's basically preach the gospel at all times and when necessary use words which means you don't have to know everything have everything memorized in the bible you don't have to know the right answers to every single situation what you have to do is show that you're trying show that you follow jesus show that you're praying show that you love others show that you love god uh treat other people like you would want to be treated be the example that, that you wish you saw in other people. Um, it's so easy to get this one messed up because so many people focus on what everybody else is doing wrong. And and a lot of times we also don't show any grace to ourselves, but what we see of ourselves, if we see it in somebody else, we're kind of way harsher of a judge on them. Um, it's it's a difficult thing because it's very easy. Uh, yesterday with the confirmation class, we went to different faiths. Uh, we went to a mosque, we went to a synagogue, for, for Jewish synagogue, and we went to a Catholic church. And, and one of the things that goes along with each of those faiths is there's pretty strict guidelines and pretty strict rules. Uh, for Christianity, we're like the least strict. There's no dress code to get in here, there's, there's nothing stopping anybody in the world from saying, I am a Christian. And, and so we see a lot of people, especially on TV, especially uh, in politics, especially just in, in the world, who, who say, I am a Christian, and then they add to that, and I hate this person, and God hates this person, and this person is evil. And so the world sees that and like, well, that's what Christianity is. Christianity is hate. And it's not that. It's supposed to be love, and so that's why we are a witness. Um, I talk all of the time, not as much as my mom, I hope she doesn't listen, but I talk all of the time. She was just here this weekend, so that's inside joke with me. Um, and so I, uh, I talk a lot, and I preach, and I have a podcast, and I, I preach sometimes on Sundays, and all of these different things. But... Ultimately, what I say only goes to people who come here. Now I realize that my podcast is probably subscribed to by millions and millions and millions of my different accounts, but um, it's 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 still something. It's something where most of the world is not going to hear me. They're not going to, to really care what I say. But you guys, when you go out into the world, that's what Christianity is. People are going to see you. They're going to hear you. And again, you don't have to be able to preach. You don't have to, to be able to quote scripture all the time. If you can paraphrase, be like, I think I know love God, love others, or, or, or uh, do to others what you'd like them to do to you. Or, or I remember this psalm about uh, trusting God and all of these different things. You just treat people well. You treat people with respect. You treat people with kindness. Uh, you treat people like you wish they would treat you and that's witnessing that is what it means to be a witness Um, and then we also from there we talked about service because as you get more and more of a christian you realize that it's not about us it's not about uh what we do every day it's about how you treat other people like i said but it's about serving them uh jesus who was perfect and never sinned and never hurt anybody and never did anything wrong uh, got down and washed the feet, which is a disgusting thing to do, washed the feet of all of the disciples, including Judas, who was going to betray him. Uh, he washed the feet of Peter, who was going to deny him. He washed the feet of the disciples who, who of Thomas, who was going to doubt him. He washed the feet of all of the disciples who ran away. Uh, he washed the feet of Judas, again, like I said, who did the worst thing to anyone that anyone's ever done, and yet he did it to, because he loved them he did it because it didn't matter what they did in their lives it mattered how he lived and his example and so he served because to serve to be a leader you have to serve you can't just say you know what I'm gonna be a leader and then just treat everybody like junk and, and kind of tell everybody what to do that's not what a leader does it's what some leaders do but it's not what they should do uh, a, a leader understands like Jesus did that you serve first and so there's a lot of ways you can serve and um, You can, like we, I think I talked about, like you can uh, rake leaves or shovel snow or do things like that uh, not to get money. Although if somebody gives you money for doing something, you don't have to like punch them in the face and say, no, I was being like Jesus. Uh, You can just, you can accept it. That's fine. But what I'm saying with that is you don't go seeking money. Now, if you need money and you have a job, that's a different story. What I'm talking about is serving. Uh, And so when you help people, sometimes serving is just smiling. Sometimes serving is holding the door open. Sometimes serving is doing something like around your house before you're asked to Uh, instead of, I think, one of my favorite examples that I use is, uh, like, you have the trash can, and I kind of do this on my own, but Stevie can't take it out because she's a dog. But you, like, fill it up, and you fill it up to almost overflowing, and it won't push down anymore, and so you kind of play jingo with the rest of it. And eventually, you have to get rid of it. And so serving is like, man, you know what? I think I can fit uh, this, this cup over here, and then mom will have to do it, or, or my brother or my sister, they'll have to take it out. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be helpful, and I'm going to do it. Uh, and, and so that's serving. And then last week, we talked about presence, about priorities. Because when when you are a Christian, God has to be the number one priority. Again, it doesn't mean you're going to have perfect attendance. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect because you're not going to be. Uh, it, it means that in everything you do, you're serving God. In everything you do, you're seeking to be like him. Uh, it, it means that, that when you're able to, you do go to church. When It, it means that, that when you're able to, you do go to, to youth. It means when you're able to, you, you are there for him. But even when you're not, you are serving him. He's at the center of your life and everything else falls around it, everything else is around it. Uh, He's the centerpiece of the puzzle, so to speak. And then everything else is all the other things. He wants you to be successful, he wants you to have a happy life, he wants you to play sports, to to do band, to uh, other examples, I guess I have more than that, to do well in school, to make money. He wants you to do all of these things, to go to college, to have a job, to have a career, whatever it is, he wants you to have those. But only by centering your life around him does it work because it all comes down to identity, uh, not just your identity as a disciple, but your identity about who you are because if you define yourself by being an athlete by being a student by being a, a son or daughter by being a boyfriend or girlfriend, by being anything other than than just serving him, then that 's going to fall away at some point because eventually and hold the applause eventually you 're going to be out of school and you 're not going to be a student anymore and you 're not going to play school sports and I know that makes you very sad, and some of you are crying already, but eventually uh, things will change in your life. Eventually, you won't live at home. Eventually, uh, you may have different friends. You, you uh, may not have the same relationship, whatever, but you will always have the same God. You will always be able to serve him. You'll always have his love, and so that's what it means to, to build your priorities around him. And all of this comes to the finale, the end, which is giving. Uh, And and so obviously the first thing we think of with giving is giving tithe, it's giving offering, it's giving money, and that's cool. It's something that we should do. It's something that that helps the church. It's something that helps missions. Um, Tithe is a really confusing thing for some people, because they're like, well, the church is a nonprofit. Why do we have to give money? They should just run things. Well, you have to keep the lights on. Um, there was a, a year of my life where I served as an interim pastor at my last church. And during that, I realized, wow, there's a lot of bills to, for a church that can keep running. Uh, and so you have to pay staff. So, I mean, by paying tithe, you're paying me. And so you wanna do that, uh, hopefully. And so, but you, you, you pay staff. You pay for the missions that we do. You pay for the good works that we do. You pay for the Tuesday night stuff, for the, faith, for the family promise, for all of these things, and so tithe goes into running the church. It's not to make a profit. It's not to do anything like that. It's to help other people, and so that's what tithe is. That's what giving is. Uh, Giving to charities is important. There are several charities in my life that I've believed in uh, very strongly. Always keep fighting. I talk about a lot, and it's something that I wear on my wrist. It's something that that I've even preached about because depression is something that has touched my life and continues to, And, and so I've given money to that, Uh, and it's because it's important to me. It's not even necessarily a Christian charity, but I believe in what they're doing and I believe in how they are helping others. And I still give to the church and I do all of these things. Uh, With giving in my life, sometimes it's very difficult. Uh, sometimes, and adults can tell you this, there are times where you want desperately to give more money and you just can't. Uh, you, the, you want desperately to, to give just uh, more than you think you should, or more than you think you can, or, or more what you used to give, and you just can't. And that's okay, as long as you're giving something, as long as you're trying, as long as you're centering your life around him. When I lived in Seymour, uh, I've told this story before essentially, but, but I was essentially in poverty. I was essentially broke, and I lived in a really bad place, uh, a place where, like, my cable got literally cut, and, and where it was scary, where people, everybody around me was on drugs, and everything. I remember my Spider-Man movie poster got stolen off the wall uh, of the bathroom, which I had to share with a creepy guy, and so it's, it's all of this, and it was a nice poster, like, one of the glossy two-sided ones. I was very sad, Uh I was even sadder than that than when Stevie got kidnapped. But just joking, she didn't. But um, but so it, it was like things like that would happen. And my locks were not very great. And so I was worried sometimes. I had two rooms, no kitchen. I lived for f- like four years with no kitchen. And, and so all of these things... I'm not saying to say, oh, look at poor Jeff and what he went through. I'm saying because I continued to give what I could. I didn't give. uh, Sometimes I I would miss because I had nothing left to give. But I continued giving. I continued serving. I continued giving what I could. And so three different times I received checks from, from scholarships that had underpaid, or from college where I'd overpaid, or something like that, and, and it was just these three random times, and, and it was enough money to get me through the month, to get me through the week, and and over time, I was able to, to get out of that situation, and God had a plan for me, but giving is about giving everything you can to him, and doing what you can to be like him, so I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 15, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Uh, You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have something you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Um, It's, this is partially about money because if you give, you will receive. Now that's not why you should, Uh, You also shouldn't be like, well, my mom's been beating me down all month to give my tithe, so I'm gonna, I guess, I just hate it, and I'm gonna do the math and get the exact right number and make sure that it's not over and make sure it's not under and just do it exactly. If you give of your heart, maybe sometimes it's gonna be 5%, 4%, 7%, 12%. If you give of your heart, then everything you need will be provided. This does not mean that, oh man, I just see that I can get rich here. If I give uh, the tithe off of my job at Graders, then I'm gonna have a brand new Corvette in a week and God's gonna provide it for me because I was generous. That's not how it works. Uh, And so how it works is, Everything you need will be provided. Like when I was in Seymour, everything I needed, uh, even though things were scary, even though I didn't have a lot of things, even though I struggled, I still had a bed, and I still had a dog, and I still had a PlayStation, and that's all the necessities of life. And so I still had the ability to, and I still, that's exactly right. I still had the ability to continue my life. It wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't awesome, but it was what I could do. And and so when you give, you will have what you need. But it's about more than money. It's about giving your time. It's about giving your life. It's about giving your heart. It's about listening when you don't necessarily want to listen. I'm not talking about to me. I'm talking about to real people who have problems. Uh, It's about uh, respecting people. It's about giving your your time, giving your, your money, giving your heart, giving your life to him, to, to serving, to doing all of these things we talked about with the disciple. Uh, giving your time to read some of the Bible, giving your time to pray, giving your time to, to go to church, giving your time to help someone, giving your time to listen to someone, giving your time to try to be better. It's, it's about all of those things because we all have something to give. It's about giving of your talents. It's about uh, giving what you can give. And everybody in here, everybody in the church, everybody in the world has different levels of talent and different levels of money and different things that you can give. Some of you have more time than others. Some of you have way too much time. Some of you have way too little time. But, but what we do is just what we do. We give of ourselves to the Lord, and, and the more generously you give, the more you're able to give, the more you live for him, the more you will find that he blesses you. And again, it may not be everything you want, but it'll be everything you need. You will find that you feel okay. You will find that, that you feel like a part of something. Uh, the next script, next verse, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He'll provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So, you know, I know I don't know very much at all about farming. I understand that seeds uh, turn into plants uh, probably by like transmogrification or something. I guess you pour water or something on them. But you, I'm just joking mostly, but you, p- you plant seeds and then you water them and then they grow, s- supposedly. And, and so like a farmer, if he plants like three seeds, let's say potato seeds, uh, and so I guess you just plant the potatoes. So let's go with something I kind of know. Green beans. green beans. He plants three green bean seeds. Not three packets of seeds. Three simple seeds that are turn into green beans. Uh, and so like, if he does that and he tosses them into a pot and it's in the middle of the field, and you're like, why doesn't he just put them in the field? And it's like, no, this is what I do. And so he puts them in a pot, and he takes care of it, and he waters it, and he puts plant food on it, and he pays Rob to go and check it three times a day. and And... and and he does it all three times a day. It's a it's a very strict farmer, and and he he does that over and over again. And he takes care of it. Uh, it's going to grow, and and once it grows, it's not going to be seven thousand green beans. It's going to be three or however many green beans grow from a seed, and, and so. The point is, you only can get back what you give. If you are not generous in your life, then people aren't necessarily going to be generous to you. If you don't listen to people, then they're probably not going to listen to you. If you don't care about people, then they're probably not going to care about you. If you don't forgive people, then they're not going to forgive you. In fact, greater than that, Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, then God's not going to forgive you. And that's a big deal. And so all of these things are about what you can do. And again, like I said, some of you can do more than others. Some of us can do more than others. Some of you can do less. That is not what matters. It's not the total amount. It's the total effort. It's how much you give of your heart. Uh, because money is money. And all it is is, for, it is to pay bills. And like I said, it's good to be comfortable, to have money. If some of you guys are going to grow up and be rich, that's awesome. Don't forget me. And, and so all of these things are good. but But more good. <laughs> More than that, more importantly than that, is you give something to Christ. You give something to him, to the cause, to, to doing others, to having a generous spirit, to helping, to being better. Um, next part of the scripture, last part of the scripture yes you'll be enriched in every way so that you will always be generous and when we take our gifts to those who need them they will thank god so two good things will result from the ministry of giving the needs of the believers in jerusalem will be met and they'll joyfully express their thanks to god as a result of your ministry they will give glory to god for your generosity To them and to all believers uh, will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of your overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Um, Again, it's not about people knowing that you give. Uh, You will see A lot of times, political figures, especially when they're running for office, talk about how much they've given to charity or how much they've given to the church. You will hear celebrities, uh, CEOs, a lot of people talk about, well, I give more money than most countries even have, or I do this, or I do that. Uh, and, And it's good that they do that, and that money still helps people, and those things still help people. But that is not why we do it. We don't do it so everybody's like, oh, man. Luke does so much for everybody. He, I just want to be just like Luke. No, we do it so people want to be like Jesus, and, and so that's what it is. And so I think a couple weeks ago we had a question, which are sometimes criticized by certain people, but we had a question that is uh, about uh, what it means if you give somebody something or you do something for someone and they don't know it. How that possibly shows them an example of Jesus. How that possibly helps them, because anybody could do it. Like a Satan worshiper could have done that. Worshiper, worshiper could have done that for them. Uh, And and like anybody, but what it means is when you do good for people, like the scripture says, when you show the love of Christ, that will shine through, even if they never find out who it is, even if nobody ever finds out who it is. When you give, when you give of yourself, when you give out of your pocket, when you give out of your heart, it's going to shine through as helping other people. Uh, One of the things that always bothers me occasionally, always bothers me occasionally, I'm in English, I can do whatever I want with the language and so one of the things that often bothers me uh, is a lot of times in different churches and and different areas where there's a lot of Christians uh, you will hear a lot of criticism about people on the welfare system or people who beg on the streets I'm not getting political and I'm not about the politics here at all what I'm saying is people will sometimes see someone who's asking for money in whatever way and the first thought and the first comment is I bet they secretly have a cell phone. I bet they secretly have a job. I bet they're going to go do this with that. I bet they're going to go do that with that. If that's how you feel and you don't give, that's on you. That's your decision. That's a personal conviction. But... It is not about what they are going to do. It's about what you are going to do. It's about you. Giving is about you. Uh, giving of yourself is about you. Sometimes you're going to do something kind for someone. Sometimes you're going to give money to someone. Sometimes you're going to do something for someone, and they're going to misuse it, or they're going to hurt somebody else, or they're going to hurt you. That doesn't mean that what you did was useless. It doesn't mean what you did was worthless. What we are doing is not converting people. What we are doing is not changing people. What we are doing is not fixing people. What we are doing is setting an example of being a disciple, of planting a seed. And then Jesus makes it grow. And if people ignore that, people change from that, that's on them. All you can do is live your best life. Do your best. All you can do is be the best disciple you can be. And so I uh, do my best to give when I can. I don't carry cash because I will give everything. Uh, but but I, I do my best, and that's not to say I'm special because I'm not. Uh, and there are people that would say I'm naive. I'm naive, and maybe I am in some ways. But, but I do it because I, I want to think that if I were in that position, there would be somebody who would reach out to help me. I, I do it because I want that person, maybe someday, to say, you know what, I may have been faking this, or this may not have actually been needed by me, but that person didn't ask questions and he bought me a McDonald's sandwich. Uh, he, he did this. He did that. Uh, he gave me a dollar. He, he did something like that. Uh, then, then they're like, I, I, you know, I think he was a pastor. I think this. And, and you know what? Maybe I'm going to change. Maybe I'm going to be better. Uh, but again, that's not what it's about. It's about being like Jesus. It's about showing love, showing generosity, being a disciple, being an example, doing your best every single day, all of the time to be who you are. Uh, and then there's one last scripture I want to read. And this is Mark 12:41 through 44. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow is given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, is given everything she had to live on. Uh, Again, this is about money and that, but it's not just about money. Because a lot of people will say, you know what? Uh, they think they're such a Christian because they did this little amount. And I know this person over here did so much more for so many more people. Uh, man, Billy Graham reached so many millions of people. So he's way more important than than the, the pastor at the small church that has 20 people. And that's not true. And that's not how God sees it. Because each person is valuable. Each soul matters to Christ. And so if you help one person, that's one person who gets help. If you show the love of Christ to one person, that's one more person that that gets help. And so if you help one person, you set the example, you are a disciple, and one person is reached, and maybe it's just one out of 10, but, but Jesus had 12 disciples, and one out of 12 was not great. And so if even Jesus... wasn't able to reach everyone in that way, then you're not going to be. So let's say you help 10 people or you share the gospel with 10 people or you're kind to 10 people or you invite 10 people to church or to the lock-in or to a volleyball tournament where Sarah is is winning a trophy or something like that that's Christian related and you do that to 10 people and one of them says yes or one of them changes or one of them has a a better life on account of it. Our... our, uh, thought process, our humanity is to focus on the nine. I guarantee that I focus on the nine, Uh, but the world will also focus on the nine, on the failures, and that's a bad percentage, but that one matters. There's a parable by Jesus, and it's the uh, 99 sheep, and one of them gets lost, and he leaves the 99, not because he doesn't care about the 99, but because that one matters, and so he goes to save that one, because one person is Worth it. One person is... Loved by God. And so, your job is not to reach everyone in the world. Your job is not to fix the entire world. Your job is not to make everyone in the entire world a Christian. Your job is not to make everyone in the entire, in the entire world change. Your job is to be the best example of Christ that you can be, to be the best disciple you can be, to, to pray, to give, to serve, to witness, to live like Him every single day. And the people that understand that, the people that are, hurt, are changed by that, the people that are helped by that, that's good. But it's not about the numbers. It's about you doing what you can, like the widow. She gave what she could, and that was it. But it was enough because it's what she could. Uh, There are people who will be able to do more than you, whether they have more money, more time, more uh, abilities, more whatever. But that doesn't make them any more important because to Christ, to God, all of us, are loved. All of us are the same. All of us are worth it, and so we do our best every single day. We live as a disciple every single day, and when you mess up, when you screw up, when you do something wrong, when you hurt somebody, when when you have a bad day, don't give up. Keep going forward. Keep doing everything you can to be like him, and admit when you mess up. Admit when you screwed up. Uh, Rob does it all the time, but it's admit when you can do better. I'm just joking. Rob's never messed up before except 20 referees, handball games, but it's you admit when you need help, you admit when you can do better. You admit when, when you screwed up. And then you stand up and you do better the next day. You pray to God and say, God, I really messed up. I need help to do better. I need help to give more. I need help to, to live more like you. And then he will help you because that is why we are here, to help each other, to lift each other up, and to do everything we can to be like him. And that's all I got.